This episode of That Nikki Mum is proudly sponsored by The Thrifting Den, who sell you stuff and sell your stuff through their thrift store and consignment service. Shop pre-loved premium pieces now at www.thethriftingden.com. Kia ora everyone, welcome to That Nikki Mum, a podcast where we share stories of New Zealand parents who have had a baby in a neonatal unit across the country. My name is Shan and I'm your host. I am an ex Nikki Mum myself and decided to start this podcast just to share those stories that um, quite often aren't as public as other pregnancy and birth stories are, obviously due to some of the hard nature of some people's stories and their journeys but we aim to share the raw the real the hard the happy the sad everything and hopefully um both the parents that decide to share with us and our listeners find it helpful and cathartic um so today we're speaking with Raya who has two babies um Oscar and Olive and they were both born at term, both at 38 weeks, but they both ended up in the NICU um, for, for various reasons. Um, breathing issues, weight loss, jaundice, high sodium. Um, so obviously not the most common uh, baby in the NICU, a full-term baby. Um, but as we know, that doesn't mean that they aren't in the NICU. It's, it's actually quite... quite um, common but there are more full-term babies in the NICU than you would think obviously you think NICU you think prem but not the case as we've heard a few times and we were here today so I will let Raya tell you all about her two births and her two different journeys in the NICU so yeah enjoy cool so I'm Raya and I'm married to Stephen we've been married for about five years and we've got Oscar who's just about to turn four and Olive, who is one and a half. Um, and we've Where were they baby. born? Um, Oscar was born on the 10th of March. Uh, so, like, just before the lockdown, the first one. We're in Christchurch. Yeah. So, in yeah. Christchurch. And Olive was July um, of 2022, not last year. Do you know year. what? So, my twins are 22nd yeah. of March, 2020. That real <laughs> yeah, and then Angus is the 6th of August, 2022. Yeah, yeah so they're both about a, almost a month apart. That's okay. so funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's cool. Anyway, um, um, going back, yeah, so to your, you both had, you had two full-term pregnancies. Yeah, yeah. So Oscar, oh, um, well, I have type 1 diabetes, so, and I also have oh. a history of high blood pressure. Um, so when I first mentioned to my diabetes doctor that I was going to try and get pregnant, he took me off my medication for my blood pressure because it's not safe for pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we just trialed that, you know, without it, um, which mm-hmm. was fine. I had a pretty easy, smooth pregnancy with Oscar until I think about 32 weeks when my blood pressure like skyrocketed. There were a couple of times before then when it sort of went high, but it would calm back down. Um, so then with him at about 32 weeks, it, yeah, it went sort of out of control and I ended up being in hospital for about a week while they tried to get my medication for that all good. Um, and then after that, everything was fine. We're back home. I was induced at 38 weeks or just slightly over, I think, mm-hmm. um, which was awful. <laughs> they had the, I did the, um, I think it was Cervidil, which I've heard they don't even do anymore. Um, what's that? Is that like the gel? The, no, it's the tape, the tape that they put into your cervix, I think. 
Oh, yeah, it was awful. It was so painful and just yeah, awful. <laughs> when I had awful. when I had Angus, my waters broke, but labor didn't start, so I was induced. But I had the oral stuff. Was, yeah, yeah, I've no. heard they do that now, not the um yeah, cervical. So horrid. Oh my god, I said I would not do that again with Olive. <laughs> oh. Um, it was like nothing for a couple of hours. I think it started at five o'clock on the Sunday. And then it got to like I think nine o'clock, and I told Stephen to go home because we're in the like the shoebox room in Christchurch. Yeah, woman. Yeah. <laughs> no windows or anything. He didn't have a bed. Um. So he went home, and then I think like ten o'clock it all started, <laughs> and I just had like of literally course. all of, of a sudden after he leaves. Yeah, 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 always the way. Um. I had like back to back contractions from then on out, <laughs> which was great until they took the cervical out. Um. Because it was just like way too much. Mm. Um, I think that was like I don't know early hours of the morning sometime I can't remember what time it wasn't long um, and then the contractions just sort of started off normally from there yeah. and then they broke my waters I think the next day around lunchtime ish and then labor was established I guess they say yeah and then it was all good until um, oh I had the epidural and that kind of kind of worked <laughs> kind of yeah. didn't it was like one side was good and then it would like sort of work for a while and then that it would stop working and they'd try and fix it and yeah, it was a bit a bit shit <laughs> um and then it came time to push and I think I pushed for like two hours um oh. and yeah wasn't getting anywhere so that was fun and then they decided that they would try I could either try again for a little bit longer or they'd do um forceps so we ended up doing forceps and I had the episiotomy um and Oscar was really big they were both really big he was like 4.4 kgs, I think. Wow. And so he got real stuck. <laughs> he was real stuck. And um, they eventually got him out, though, with the forceps. Um, and he had the had a shoulder dystocia. Like, he got real stuck. <laughs> um, and sort of his head was out for too long before his body came out. So he wasn't, like, breathing, like, mm. properly. Um, and so they had to. They put him on me for a few seconds, I think. It's all such a blur. I can't really remember. <laughs> I was vomiting and like, oh, yeah, it was awful. Um, they put him on me for a few seconds, I think, and then yeah, he wasn't breathing properly, so they took him and had to do resus. Um, and then I oh, know that took a while. I can't really remember. <laughs> Stephen said it took a while, and they were like stitching me up and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he went off to NICU, and Stephen went with him. Um, and then he was on CPAP for uh, like eight hours, I think, something like that. I didn't actually get to see him on CPAP, so that was he was born at like one a.m. Um, and then I think I went to see him like the next day around lunchtime. I could mm. I lost a lot of blood, so I couldn't get up. I think I lost close to two liters of blood. God. Yeah, so it I, sounds like I, such a horrific labor and birth, like just yeah. so drawn out. Yeah, it was horrible. It started mm. on it wasn't actually that long, so it started on the Sunday night, and then he was born on the Monday night at 1am right. it wasn't that long but it was awful <laughs> yeah it just yeah. sounds like I suppose you went through a lot of phases yeah a lot of phases yeah, yeah. Feel like yeah. It, took forever. it did yeah it was awful <laughs> um and then uh, yeah I finally went to see him I think Stephen went home to sleep in the morning <laughs> and so yeah so my mum came up and took me up to see him I think it was around lunchtime anyway and he was in the wee incubator, <laughs> as they are, with all the wires and stuff. He was off CPAP by that point, though, and didn't need any oxygen. So that was good. He just had the wee feeding tube and IV and all that. 
Um, and he was actually all right after that. So he was in like the intensive care nursery to start with. Um, not for long though, I think only for like a day. Um, and he had like a giant, I think like a hematoma on his head or something. Big right. like, I don't know, whatever it was, bit of head injury. Um, just from said, the forceps? Yeah, I think just from the forceps and like being so stuck, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, not really sure. Um, but yeah, so he was pretty like sleepy and drowsy and they kept saying he was sore. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so he was if like, you say so, he yeah, can't talk. But... So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so he was actually all good after like a few days from that, but then it was the feeding that called, um, you know, kept us there. Yeah. Is it a basis? <laughs> yeah. So he was, because he was really big, I think he'd just like feed for a little bit and fall asleep. Um, so I think after like four or five days, I was like, I'm just going to like use a bottle. <laughs> and they were like, they were actually like, that's fine. Um, so we were doing, you know, I'd do like, I'd breastfeed him and then bottle feed him and then pump and wash all of the pump and all of that. It was good fun. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we managed to get out of there. And yeah, he didn't actually really have any complications um, while we were there. But since reading his notes, because I requested all of his notes, um, they didn't even tell us this, but they suspected that he had sepsis, which I guess he didn't because they never said anything about it. Um, yeah. Some other lung thing that I don't even know about it. So but they didn't say anything to you when they were having... No. You would assume they would have, like, done tests or something to roll that out. He did have, like, an x-ray and stuff, which they said was for his shoulder. But I don't really know. (laughs) And I was like, Stephen, did they tell you? Because a lot of the time, like, I was just in a blur. Hmm. He said they didn't, but who knows? Yeah, Yeah, it's real weird. Mm. When you were pregnant with him, obviously because you're diabetic, had they given you any indication that he may need NICU or anything like is no, any, I know no, with gestational diabetes there is yeah yeah no they didn't n- not at all they I knew that I would be induced um yeah. likely they sort of said around 39 weeks but then with my blood pressure it ended up being 38 yeah. um so I knew that would happen but and I'd actually just had a friend who had gone through NICU but I still was like oblivious I was like no, yeah you all have that right <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, with the twins with the twins I was like now nah, they're gonna be like yeah, I'm going to have to go to the cesarean. They're going to have to be like, cut out of me. These kids are not going to want to leave. Yeah. They're going to have to be two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, but yeah, I was like, they did no. Oh, yeah. There's no, like, risk. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I had heaps of appointments hmm. um, in all of that. But no, they never said anything hmm. about not, that. I suppose it's because you developed gestational diabetes, right? Like, so it's yeah. to do with a baby. But I suppose with type 1, you've it's there it's already there yeah that's right I already had it yeah, yeah. so it was just existing you know pre-existing yeah, yeah. but you had you had quite a I want to say pleasant quite a uneventful smooth yeah yeah smooth is a good yeah it was pretty smooth and everything was fine um and then we ended up going home I think it was a week or just over a week that we were there um and yeah everything was fine he did actually lose quite a bit of weight but um they didn't make us stay thank god <laughs> um yeah. they were you know fine about that he just had to be monitored closer by Plunkett um but other than that he's fine yep no lasting conditions he's yeah. got actually allergies and like a bit of asthma and hay fever but it's probably not related <laughs> probably like I always say there's 
you know some kids that go through NICU that do have like asthma or whatever but they could have had that exactly regardless yeah like no matter that's right yeah they could have just had that anyway so yeah yeah I think that was probably just going to happen anyway (laughs) um and then you got pregnant with Olive Yes, so then I got pregnant with Olive and I told them I'm absolutely not going off my medication again because I'm not going back into hospital for another week <laughs> with Oscar at home. So that was all good. Um, pregnancy was fine again, smooth. I wasn't sick or anything, thank God. don't know how people manage that with diabetes. It would be so hard. Different. Like obviously you had a boy the first time and a girl the second time and everyone mm. always says, these are so different. But did you actually find them different? Not really. I mean, maybe I was like slightly more nauseous, but like, not mm. really, not noticeably, yeah. um, and it didn't all last. All of those like, old wives' fine. tales, though. Hmm? All of those old wives' tales. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, nah, there was, yeah, not any major differences. Yeah. Um, And then, no, so her pregnancy was fine too, and they, um, you know, had lots of growth scans to check on her size because Oscar was so big, Um, and then mm. she actually ended up even being slightly bigger. So she was like oh 4.45 or something. Um, and I had an elective C-section with her at 38 weeks. Because of her size and because of what you went through with Oscar? Both, yeah. So I think they were willing to let me try another vaginal birth if she wasn't so big. But because of, like, the birth with him and then also the size again, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the risk was just too high. Yeah. And I was happy with that. I didn't want to go through that again because recovery was also shit (laughs) with Oscar. Yeah. So it was good, yeah, the C-section was nice and smooth, you know, they put down the curtain and I got to see her come out and they put her on me and all that, which was nice. And without the long, drawn-out, painful yeah. process, you actually got to kind of enjoy birth. Yeah, that's right, it was good. And I had a much smoother recovery too, which was amazing. <laughs> a lot um, of people actually say that, um, although yeah. like c-sections are obviously major surgery a lot of people say that they preferred their c-section recovery over their vaginal recovery yeah well I think because I had the episiotomy and it also like got infected um Mm. with Oscar so it was a really long drawn out recovery after Mm. his birth whereas Olive's was like you know after the c-section it was a few days of being Mm. pretty sore obviously but after that it was fine so it was only like quite a short you know also I feel like with your second you don't really have a option but just well, we were yeah. still in hospital, but <laughs> but yeah, that was that was all good. Um, she yeah, she was born. She didn't go straight to Nikki, which was nice. She was all good and you know good weight and was breastfeeding well for the first couple of days. Um, we were ended up having to stay in hospital because of my blood pressure. So with Oscar, the first time, my blood pressure sort of just calmed down straight away. Um, but with Olive, it didn't. It stayed quite high even with the medication. Um, so then I had to stay in hospital for like three or four days, I think. And then we were just about ready to be discharged and they decided they'd weigh Olive. <laughs> so that was, um, she'd lost too much weight and um, she'd basically stopped feeding for like the day before, I think. And we were trying to do like syringes and bottles and stuff, but she was just not really wanting any of it. Um, and they wanted to test her blood as well. So she had high sodium levels as well as the weight loss, so they um, decided that she would go to NICU, <laughs> and it was on day four. Great, so that like, was annoying. We get this like amazing, you know, postpartum period. Yeah. It was going so well, and then it all came tumbling down. <laughs> mm. So that was all good. So we ended up going to NICU. I think it was four, day four, and then she just had. Um, they wanted to do like the tube feeds, 
So we did that for a couple of days and then I was like, no, I'm just going to give her a bottle. So we did that yeah. again and I was doing breastfeeding and then a bottle and then pumping and yada, yada, yada. It was good fun. And then um, eventually her sodium came down. It was like borderline. And there was this mm. one amazing nurse who pushed for me to be able to go home. <laughs> and that was good because then when it was like, you know, just on the cusp of being high, they let her go home because she was taking the bottles um, and all of that. She was the same, like she'd breastfeed and she'd just fall asleep. Um, and then, you know, not stay awake for long enough to feed anymore. So then we do the like bottle. That's quite common though with big babies. Yeah. Because they obviously to be. need to feed more because they're bigger, mm. but they're little. So they yeah just tired and sleepy. Yeah. And they were both jaundiced. Oscar was far more jaundiced, but Olive was still jaundiced a bit as well. So that probably doesn't help, you know. But anyway, eventually she, you know, was feeding with the bottle and we got to go home. So that was good. I think it was like uh, just over a week as well with her. Um, and then with Oscar, I kept pumping and bottle feeding, like breast bottle and pumping for ages. I think I did it for like 10 months or something. And with all of I absolutely did not. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how people do this with a toddler. And she was also like, couldn't have dairy. So I was like, I'm not not having dairy and having to pump and all of this for that yeah. long. So I think I lasted like three months. <laughs> and then just she went on to formula. When I oh, had the twins, obviously we were in hospital and I was breastfeeding and pumping and then we were also formula feeding. Like I was always like, we'll mix feed if we have to. Yeah. So came home, I was like, I'm not pumping anymore. Fuck yeah. that. Oh, I was <laughs> like, so over it the second time the around. Away, like, get out of my life. Yeah. I do um, not need you anymore. <laughs> and then I lasted, I think, another like three weeks of breastfeeding before I was like, nah. Yeah. Got to be. It's got to be. But Angus, he's still breastfed. He won't yeah, get off. Yeah, that's so good. Um, With Oscar, we were really lucky because he was like obviously quite sick. He got the donor milk in NICU yeah. because he went straight there. But yeah. with Olive, they didn't offer donor milk in the maternity ward and I never thought to ask for it um so we just gave her formula and then we went to NICU they said because she's already had formula she can't have donor milk and yeah, so they, that was a bit um, shit they're but... very short yeah I know. well they we had said that she milk. actually could have had it if she hadn't already had the formula but because she'd yeah. had the formula already they couldn't give it to her when we so were, we were and um, we had donor milk for a couple of days before they were like, we just like, I suppose this was during COVID. So they probably had a lot more restrictions, yeah, but they were just like, we just don't have enough. Mm. Okay. Well, they can have formula. Like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's all good. I suppose it's, there's a lot of hoops you have to jump through to be able to donate to a NICU as well. So yeah. Be hard to. Yeah, to there are. Maintain. Mm. Um, but yeah, so you had, how, how was it, um, obviously you had quite big babies. How was it having these like full term babies in the NICU and you look around and there's like, oh, yeah. like oh, tiny, these tiny babies. little babies. I know yeah. it was a bit weird. How did that but... feel? Yeah, I think it was okay. There definitely weren't any other big babies like them though, but there were a couple that were sort of like as big, but because they'd been there for so long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was, didn't really make too much difference <laughs> yeah. I've had a couple of people who have had full-term babies um be in the NICU and they've kind of had the like imposter syndrome yeah like, we, we shouldn't be here but I felt a bit I like that with Olive because she was like totally fine but she just needed yeah. like the extra feeds yeah. but with Oscar because he had been like quite sick to start with I didn't really get them 
Um, but yeah, with Olive, it was a bit like that because she was kind of like she just went just straight like, to the end room. Yeah, when she went down I there. It's all kind of a misconception because you you think Nico and your mind goes tiny yeah. baby prem. Not yeah, and because that's what my friend's baby was that had just been in NICU, like, six months before or whatever. He was real early, so I was like, well, you know, he'll be fine. <laughs> when, I, when we were in there, there was obviously a lot of prem babies, but there was, um, like, a baby with a heart condition who was mm. termed. There was a cleft baby that was termed. Like, it's all stuff you don't think about. You yeah. All, you, just, you think tiny baby. Yeah. Full-term babies that, like, had growth restrictions and stuff, so... It's definitely a place for everyone, and I'm glad you yeah. didn't feel like you shouldn't have been there. No, yeah. Yeah, the second time I was just like, I just don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't feel like the, you know, the imposter syndrome. Yeah, I just didn't yeah. want to be there. <laughs> was it, how hard was it being in there with her when you still had Oscar at home? Yeah, that was pretty hard. And also, because it was July of 2022, we weren't allowed visitors at all. None. So it was only me and Stephen allowed there. Um, and we weren't like allowed to take her out of the NICU obviously so my parents brought Oscar in to see me once and I had to just leave Olive there with Stephen and go down actually I think that was when we were still in maternity so we weren't even allowed visitors in maternity not even just NICU so that was annoying but it's all right (laughs) we'd video call him I was so glad with Angus um so he was August so were we allowed visitors I think we were allowed one visitor yeah, but I didn't stay in the hospital. We um we went straight to a birthing center mm. so that the boys could come and meet him at the birthing center before yeah. we just <laughs> bring this baby home. And I like, hey, I had such high hopes of doing now. that too. <laughs> didn't happen. No. I think Christchurch Hospital must have been quite strict with their visitors because it was ages before any visitors were allowed into yeah, maternity. Why could I was as well? Like when I had. Angus, it was only one support person allowed in birth. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember the. Cause we didn't stay. Like we mm. stay at the hospital, so I never asked about visitors. But yeah, I think they were still quite strict. I don't think they Possibly. loosened their restrictions until like near the end of that year. Yeah, I think Christchurch was the same last. Yeah, crazy. See why? But still frustrating for us. Yeah, it is, especially when it's like only their siblings, you know. It's not like you're just yeah. wanting to invite in any any other kid yeah. <laughs> or and anyone even, else. Like it's not even just for them to meet the baby, it's so that you can see. Yeah, especially well. when you're in there for a while. We ended up being in there just over a week with Olive, so that was obviously with Oscar at home. So Stephen was, you know, coming and going. Luckily he was allowed. <laughs> hmm. yeah. yeah, imagine if we were like back in 2020. Yeah. How, how- Oh, no, you would have been out before lockdown with Oscar. Yeah, so 2020 when March was born, he, when March was born, in March <laughs> when Oscar was born, um, he was born, I think, like two weeks before lockdown. So yeah. we'd been in the hospital for a week um, and then got home a week before. And then I actually ended up having to go back into hospital on the day that lockdown started. Yeah. And it was so crazy because no one was wearing masks or anything. And they yeah. let Stephen and Oscar both stay with me. I was on the gynae ward. Um yeah. and like they just let them both stay. And it's like this I think is so was... weird. And he was allowed to come and go. And this it was, was like just the first like the unknown, eh? Yeah. And then all of a sudden like everyone panicked. Like so we we had the twins on the twenty second, which was the Sunday, and then on Monday lockdown was announced. Yeah. And then we went lockdown on Wednesday yeah. so at the my mum was allowed to be there as well so we we were lucky we just snuck in but then on Monday as soon as lockdown had been announced Jordan my husband wasn't even allowed back on the ward with me 
That's crazy. And then, so we were both allowed in NICU, and then they changed it to one at a time. So, like, I could go in in the morning, and Jordan could go in in the afternoon. Yeah. And then they changed it again, so that it was only one per day. And at that point, I started breastfeeding. So, Jordan went, like, two weeks without seeing them. Wow. And then we could go, like, two or three days before level three. So. Yeah. um, Like, first grandchildren on both our sides. So, no one got to meet them until they were, like, five weeks old yeah that's crazy and just crazy that he wasn't allowed to be there I know like it's like, ridiculous it. like we were like we've got two babies yeah they like we're not home to each other mm. we're not seeing anyone else it just didn't make any sense like I I I got it but I was just like this is just it's dumb yeah like, and you wouldn't have been able to stay at the hospital the could yeah. you stay at the hospital no we no. didn't stay until we were rooming in. Oh, yeah. So I was we quite lucky. In, we live in Cambridge. So we were we were only like 25 minutes from the hospital. And from oh, like yeah. The hospital. So we were just outside of like the region for being able to get like a hotel or whatever. Uh, oh, yeah. So we, I was quite lucky and I got to stay both times. I think because they were quite short term. And I was trying mm. to breastfeed. They let me stay. But they're, like, in Christchurch Hospital, they've got, like, these six rooming in rooms, and they're double rooms. So you share with someone else. And then if your roommate is allowed their baby in the room, like, they've got their baby in the room, or you can, like, it's real weird. Like, yeah. So some nights, the other person would have their baby there, and then some nights you'd have your baby there. Like, if you're almost ready to go home, and you're, like, sharing this room with this other person whose baby's, That's like, nice. in the room. It's so weird. <laughs> When we roomed in, it was like a single, like a single room. But Jordan was allowed to come and stay. Yeah, no, Stephen was allowed to stay at all. He's not even the allowed nurse, in the room. The discharge nurse fought for us because she was like, you know, you're not going to be doing it by yourself when you're at home. So why should you do it yeah. by yourself? It's just, it just made no sense. For yeah, everyone. that's like our ones because they were a shared room. The no one else was allowed in the room. Only you and the baby. That's it. That is so so weird <laughs> so like yeah. I'd want to go and sit in my room and eat my dinner and I couldn't because Stephen couldn't come with me or like yeah you know or you're gonna be in there and this other chick's just like feeding her baby that won't stop screaming yeah <laughs> and then there was a family room that the baby's not allowed in so it's like me and Stephen it's in the family room but not with the baby so if we wanted yeah. to like video call Oscar there's literally no way that we could because yeah. like he couldn't come in the my room and the baby yeah. can't go in the family room, and you're not allowed to use your phone in the nursery. Like, it's they, so weird. They did kind of bend that rule for us, I think, because we were in lockdown. They can't, like, they didn't tell us we could do it, but they kind of looked the other way. Yeah. So like they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, bro, you're not letting my husband in. The least you can do is let me video chat her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Oh, well, I'm glad that um, they're obviously both doing well now, being and two yeah yeah they're good good <laughs> I'm so glad um and thank yeah thank you so much for sharing your stories with us obviously we don't hear a lot of full-term NICU stories yeah so so and I don't think to- I've heard any other ones with diabetes like type one no no we've never had a di- I do have someone but I'm not sure when she's going to be able to um be on the podcast yeah that's got type 1 diabetes but no yeah no one else only yeah. and only like three or four full-term stays as well oh wow so you're a rarity yeah well that's cool I'm I'm studying to be a nurse now and I want to be a NICU nurse 
that is so cool have you listened to um there's one episode it's with mm. Brianna yeah I so think I have yeah Christchurch yeah she was a nurse before having the kids mm. having a kids and she's just changed to be a NICU nurse so that's yeah I did listen so cool. to that yeah that's cool yeah. angels literal angels yeah oh, I'm so excited <laughs> good you should be that's yeah that's amazing obviously being able to use your experience will be helpful as well yeah hopefully there are a lot of like young nurses in NICU I found that don't yes. like I don't think had kids no either that or a lot of older you know yeah. way way older <laughs> yeah I don't think we had any parents mm. like of like young kids when we were there there were yeah. a lot that I knew definitely didn't have kids but yeah. and then yeah a lot of like the, the aunties yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The Nicker Aunties, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> some of the old ones are so nice though, but then some of them they are, are yeah. Interesting. You, you just need you need the middle ground ones though that like understand. Yeah. Right. Especially for you with Olive, someone that would understand what it's like to be in there when you've got another kid at home. Yeah. Yeah. So hard. I don't know how people do it for long periods of time, honestly. Me either. I was dreading it. Yeah. I was, like, I was really we hoping this. to avoid it. <laughs> I know, and you nearly did. I know, nearly. So close. Maybe maybe if there's a next time, you'll finally crack it. No, no next time. No more. <laughs> yeah. That's enough. I'm yeah, done. that's enough. I don't know if they'd really approve of me being pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. They're like, oh, you're back. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was Raya's story with her two little babes um as she was saying at the end there with olive she was really hoping to avoid niku but alas was not the case um but yeah very straightforward stays um both times i keep saying um i need to stop that and yeah they're both doing well now and as i asked her about her diabetes because we've obviously never had uh someone with type 1 diabetes on the potty before Look at me using all the language. That just came out of nowhere. Um, there was no indication when she was pregnant that there would be any issues at birth other than the fact that she would have to be induced. And, yeah, so it all worked out really well other than the fact that she was in NICU both times. But, as I said, quite straightforward. And she had quite positive experiences. And now she's training to be a NICU nurse, which is incredible. Um, I love that. I love that so much. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed listening and yeah, we will chat again soon. Bye.